Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FDR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 248 for the week of January 22nd, 2024. Before we start, a reminder you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We'll start this week with diesel prices. You might recall that due to the delay in the data release because of the federal holiday, we didn't address diesel prices in the last podcast. For the record, the national average price that week rose 3.5 cents for only the second increase in 12 weeks. It wasn't a large increase, and in the latest week, the week ended January 22nd, prices returned to their mostly downward trend, declining 2.5 cents to $3.83.8 a gallon. In the latest week, the average price was down in all regions, ranging from less than a cent in New England to 9.1 cents on the West Coast, excluding California. There are signs, however, that diesel prices might be somewhat higher again in the near future. On January 22nd, West Texas Intermediate crude rose by $1.78 to $75.19 a barrel. That's the highest price since December 26th, but that was really an outlier. You would have to go back to late November before you would see prices higher than that for more than a single day. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended January 19th, which is week three of the year. Extreme cold and other severe winter conditions likely were the cause of a jump in broker-posted rates in the truck stop system during the week. Spot rates were up for all equipment types, and both dry van and refrigerated reversed their typical January slide following the usual late December surge. Refrigerated spot rates posted the largest increase, and dry van rates basically offset the losses that occurred during the first two weeks of the year. Flatbed rates added to the prior week's gains. Okay, let's look more closely, starting with rates. The total broker posted rate rose seven cents, which is the largest increase since May, with the exception of the final week of 2023. Rates, which were at their highest level, since the end of June, were 2.5% below the same 2023 week and just three-tenths of a cent below the five-year average. The year-over-year deficit was the smallest since January 2022. Drive-in spot rates rose 6.6 cents. That's slightly more than the total decrease over the past two weeks. Uh, rates, which were the highest since early January of 2023, were three-tenths of a percent higher than the same 2023 week 
and about 2% below the five-year average. By the way, dry van rates had not been positive year-over-year since April of 2022. Refrigerated spot rates jumped more than 12 cents after falling nearly 10 cents during the prior week. Rates were nearly 7% above the 2023 week and more than 4% above the five-year average. As was the case with drive-in, refrigerated rates had not been positive year-over-year since April 2022. And flatbed spot rates rose nearly $0.06 after a gain of close to $0.07 during the previous week. Rates, which were at their highest level since early August, were nearly 6% below the same 2023 week and less than 1% below the five-year average. Let's look quickly at volume. Total load activity rose 3.9% after a surge of nearly 22% during the previous week. Total volume was up 4.3% compared to the same week last year. And volume had not been positive year-over-year since March of 2022. Load postings were about 21% below the five-year average. Let's look at volume by segment. Drive ad loads increased more than 8%. Volume was about 10% above the same week last year, but about 12% below the five-year average for the week. And load postings in dry van had not seen a positive year-over-year comparison since July of 2022. Refrigerated loads rose 17.6%. Volume was more than 39% above the same week last year and more than a percent above the five-year average for the week. Refrigerated volume had not been positive year-over-year since May of 22. And finally, flatbed loads eased more than a percent following strong gains during the first two weeks of 2024. Volume was more than 7% below the same week last year and more than 36% below the five-year average for the week. Let's wrap up the weekly data with quick looks at unemployment benefits and at mortgage rates. Uh, We'll start with unemployment benefits, which we don't look at every week, but we had something of a milestone in the latest week. Seasonally adjusted first-time claims for unemployment benefits fell by 16,000 to 187,000, and that is the lowest level of seasonally adjusted first-time claims since September of 22. Continued claims for benefits also were down, and they were down for the third straight week, and they totaled nearly 1.81 million. That is the lowest seasonally adjusted level since mid-October. Meanwhile, mortgage rates in the latest week declined to their lowest level since mid-May, although they were only a hundredth of a point below the level three weeks ago. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to 6.6%, according to Freddie Mac. The organization said lower mortgage rates were an encouraging development, but that higher purchase demand will put more pressure on an already depleted inventory of homes for sale. Since we're already talking about the housing market, we'll start our look at the monthly economic indicators with residential construction. Housing starts in December declined on a seasonally adjusted basis for the first time since August, although Census Bureau uh, did revise the November estimate significantly downward. Starts fell 4.3% month over month in December, but were up 7.6% year over year. 
the decrease in housing starts was due to single-family homes, which fell 8.6% in December. Starts of housing units in multifamily dwellings of five or more units rose 7.5%. However, single-family construction still outperformed multifamily units year over year. Single-family starts were up nearly 16% year over year, while multifamily starts were down 9.5%. Permits authorized for future construction increased nearly 2% in December and were up just a little over 6% year over year. Permits were higher month over month for both single-family and multifamily units, but they were nearly 33% higher for single-family units year-over-year, while they were down nearly 27% year-over-year for multifamily. Housing units under construction eased four-tenths of a percent and were down 1% year-over-year. Single-family units under construction declined more than a percent and were down 11.4% year-over-year. Multifamily units under construction ticked up two-tenths of a percent and were up 7.4% year-over-year. Let's stay with housing and look at sales of existing homes, which totaled $4.09 million in 2023. That is the fewest in a year since 1995, according to the National Association of Realtors. Total existing home sales declined 1%, month-over-month in December, while sales of existing single-family homes were down three-tenths of a percent. Sales of existing single-family homes were down just over 6% year-over-year in December. While sales were at a 28-year low, uh, prices were at an all-time high in 2023. The median price uh, of $389,800 for all of 2023 was a record. In releasing the data, the National Association of Realtors said the latest month sales likely will be the bottom before turning higher this year due to, quote, meaningfully lower, end quote, mortgage rates and an expected increase of inventory of homes on the market. Although sales of of single-family homes were slightly lower month-over-month in December, the inventory of homes on the market fell 13% to the lowest level since March. The result was a decrease in the inventory of homes on the market relative to the sales rate. That inventory fell to 3.1 months from 3.5 months in November and was the leanest since May of 23. Meanwhile, affordability is improving gradually. In addition to lower mortgage rates, the median price of an existing single-family home uh, sold declined for the sixth straight month to $387,000. However, the median price is still 4% higher than it was a year earlier and nearly 42% higher than the median price of a home sold during February of 2020. Okay, let's move on to the industrial sector. Industrial production ticked up a tenth of a percent, seasonally adjusted in December, but production declined 3.1% annualized during the fourth quarter. Utilities and mining largely offset uh, one another 
Utilities output declined a percent in December, while mining production rose almost a percent. Production was up 1% year-over-year and has been running about 8% above the pre-pandemic level for the last three months. As was the case in overall industrial production, manufacturing output edged up a tenth of a percent in December. However, it was down 2.2% annualized in the fourth quarter, but the principal issue, which also was an issue in why industrial production was down in the fourth quarter, was the drop in motor vehicles and parts production that was linked primarily to the United Auto Worker strikes against three automakers last fall. Automotive output was up in both December and November, but remember it had fallen about 10% in October during the deepest month of the strikes. Excluding automotive, manufacturing output eased a tenth of a percent in December, but it was down only three-tenths of a percent annualized in the fourth quarter as opposed to the 2.2% if we include automotive. Aside from motor vehicles and parts production, which rose 1.6%, furniture and related products output was up more than 1% in December. Categories seeing declines, though, of more than a percent included wood products, fabricated metal products, machinery, and electrical equipment, appliances, and components. We also got some key data on the consumer sector last week. Retail and food service sales increased six-tenths of a percent month over month, and were up 5.6% year-over-year, according to current dollar data released by the Census Bureau. Adjusted for inflation, sales ticked up two-tenths of a percent and were up 2.2% year-over-year, according to an estimate from the St. Louis Federal Reserve. Changes month-over-month in specific retail sectors varied notably. Sectors posting gains of more than 1% included department stores, and the broader category of general merchandise, as well as non-store retail, clothing and clothing accessories, and motor vehicle and parts dealers. Sectors seeing declines of 1% or more included health and personal care stores, gasoline stations, and furniture and home furnishing stores. Finally this week, let's look at inventories. Uh, Inventories relative to sales were mostly stable during November, Throughout the supply chain, the total industry inventories to sales ratio held at 1.37, and the manufacturing and retail ratios likewise were unchanged at 1.48 and 1.3, respectively. The wholesale inventories to sales ratio ticked down to 1.34, which is the lowest since July of 2022, aside from the 1.33 ratio in September of last year. Retail inventories excluding motor vehicles and parts also declined to a very lean 1.16 from 1.17 in October. The 1.16 ratio is the lowest ever outside the pandemic supply chain disruption period, which we put at between mid-2020 and the end of 2021. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. Diesel prices fell after a rare increase during the previous week. Spot rates jumped due to extreme winter weather. Mortgage rates were the lowest since May. Housing starts fell after another downward revision. 
Existing home sales in 2023 were the lowest since 1995. Home inventories fell to their lowest level since May. Manufacturing output ticked up a tenth of a percent in December. Retail and food service sales rose in December. And even excluding automotive, retail inventories were quite lean in November. Next week, we will look at new orders for durable goods, advanced data on retail inventories for December, sales of new homes, consumer spending, and the initial estimate of gross domestic product for the fourth quarter. Plus, we'll recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 248 for the week of January 22nd, 2024. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com/state-of-freight-today.